0: From the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg
1: Daybreak for Tuesday, June 6th. Coming up today.
2: Apple's $3,500 Vision Pro headset gets mixed reviews.
1: Chris Christie throws his hat into the Republican field for president.
2: Jamie Dimon meets with a group of moderate House Democrats.
1: And Hollywood actors are the latest to authorize a strike against film and TV studios. A Russian
3: occupied dam has been destroyed in Ukraine, threatening major flooding. Plus, asylum seekers in New York are being placed in House of worship. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead.
4: I'm John Stash Hour in Sports. Yankees host the White Sox tonight. Mets are in Atlanta. Vegas trounce Florida for a 2 nothing lead in the Stanley Cup final. That's all straight
3: ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15 minute podcast. Each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg business app,
2: and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today.
2: We begin this morning with reaction to Apple's long-awaited mixed-reality headset. After the stock rallied more than 2% before the product unveil, it closed down 8 tenths of 1%. It's going to cost you a pretty penny to get this new headset, nearly $3,500. Bloomberg's Ed Ludlow covered the event from Apple headquarters in Cupertino, California. Apple said this would usher in a new era of spatial computing, something akin to what the iPhone did for mobile computing. We got some demonstration of how existing catalogs of iOS or iPad apps could run on this mixed reality headset, as well as some more modern use cases. The thing that strikes you when you get up close and personal with the Vision Pro is its external power source, an external battery pack, which leads off of a small cable. It is a small form factor device, something akin to ski goggles with a cable running out of it made of carbon fiber, aluminum, a proprietary alloy that Apple develops and other fabrics and textiles for comfort. Bloomberg's Ed Ludlow says the new Vision Pro will go on sale in the U.S. early next year.
1: Well, the new Vision Pro headset was the culmination of more than seven years of development. The product vaults Apple into the first major new category since it began selling smartwatches in 2015. Apple CEO Tim Cook calls it a game changer.
2: So in the same way that Mac introduced us to personal computing and iPhone introduced us to mobile computing, Apple Vision Pro will introduce us to spatial computing. This marks the beginning of a journey that will bring a new dimension to powerful personal technology.
1: And sources say Tim Cook and Apple are also working on a lower cost version of the headset.
2: Okay, let's turn from technology to politics now, Karen, because the Republican field for president is getting even more crowded. And we get the details now from Bloomberg's John Tucker. John. Nathan, former New Jersey governor
3: Chris Christie launches his bid for the Republican nomination for president at a town hall in New Hampshire tonight. Christie lost to Trump in 2016 and went on to become a close on and off visor before breaking with the former president over his refusal to accept the results of the 2020 election. Earlier this year, Christie told ABC News the GOP must embrace a candidate other than Donald Trump to defeat Democrats. I've said over and over again that he can't win a general election. And, and, And that's not speculation. That's based upon the polling that I was privy to pre the 2020 election. Well, Christie is polling between one percent and zero so far. Bloomberg opinion columnist Jonathan Bernstein contends that Christie could dedicate his campaign to taking down Trump, siphoning votes from the former president. In New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, John, thanks. While staying in politics, we'll see J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon meet privately today with a group of moderate House Democrats. We're told they'll talk banking and the economy, but there could be more than that. On the agenda. Scott Carr reports from our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington.
2: The closed-door lunches with the New Democrat Coalition, which describes itself as nearly 100 forward-thinking Democrats committed to pro-economic growth, pro-innovation, and fiscally responsible policies. And comes as Diamond is being urged by some to enter the 2024 presidential race. Diamond's told Bloomberg Television that a political career had crossed his mind. Pershing Square CEO Bill Ackman encouraged Diamond to run late last month, saying he's a centrist who could beat President Biden in a primary or former President Trump in a general election. Diamond says he has no plans to run. In Washington, Scott Carr, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Scott, thank you. Now let's get to the latest on U.S.-China relations. We've learned the State Department's top Asia official met with China's vice foreign minister yesterday in Beijing. Both sides are describing the talks as candid and productive, but the relationship appears to still be strained.
1: Meantime, Nathan, Chinese authorities could be making changes to the nation's banking industry in a bid to boost growth. We're told they're asking the nation's biggest banks to lower deposit rates for the second time in less than a year. Bloomberg News has learned state-owned lenders last week were advised to cut rates on a range of products. Sources say banks are assessing the request and may adjust rates as early as this week.
2: And back here in the U.S., Karen, and relation's are about to get more strained in Hollywood. There's word of more labor issues between the studios and their workers. And Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger has the latest. Members of the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists have authorized their union leaders to call a strike. If contract talks with film and TV studios break down, the vote puts more pressure on the studios. Negotiations are set to begin tomorrow to replace a contract that expires at the end of the month. There is a lot of labor tension in Hollywood. Thousands of writers have been on strike since early May. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg
0: Radio. All
1: right, Jeff, thanks. Well, actors are looking for higher pay? It looks like it pays to be a chief investment officer at a U.S. family office. According to a report from KPMG, the private investment firms of ultra-wealthy Americans have the greatest number of money managers in that role, earning at least a million dollars a year. Family offices are traditionally loosely regulated entities that manage investments, tax affairs, and philanthropy for the world's super-rich.
2: time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news in new york and around the world with bloomberg's michael Barr.
3: good morning michael good morning nathan a russian-occupied dam in southern ukraine has been at least partially destroyed it poses a risk of serious flooding to the Ukrainian-held city of Kherson downstream. Both sides are blaming each other for the destruction. Meanwhile, the world is watching when Ukraine will unleash a counter-offensive against Russia. White House National Security Council coordinator John Kirby would not speak for their military, but said he was confident they are prepared.
1: Whenever they decide to, to step off and whatever they decide to do, uh, the president's confident that we did everything we could over the last six, eight months or more to make sure that they had all the equipment, the training, the capabilities to, to be successful.
3: National Security Council's John Kirby. New York City Houses of Worship will be taking in migrants to ease the city's crunch. Mayor Eric Adams announced a partnership with the nonprofit New York Disaster Interfaith Services. The mayor says it will provide daily shelter, meals, and other
5: services. Up to 50 Houses of Worship will be able to take part in this program to start with offering shelter to a combined nearly 1,000 asylum seekers.
3: Mayor Adams says 2,200 asylum seekers arrived at city shelters last week alone. California's attorney general says he is investigating after another plane load of migrants were flown to Sacramento and dropped outside of a church at the direction of Florida's government. A.G. Bob Bonta
2: says they are looking at possible charges. Kidnapping is something that we're looking at, and um, the element of duress is important in that instance. We are also looking at other potential legal violations, criminal and civil.
3: The flight is said to have come from Texas. One of America's most infamous and dangerous spies has died in prison. More from Bloomberg's Dan Schwartzman.
4: FBI agent-turned-Russian mole Robert Hansen has died in a maximum-security prison in Colorado at the age of 79. Beginning in 1985, Hansen worked with the Russians, providing highly classified information in exchange for $1.4 million. Some of the information given by Hansen in more than 6,000 pages led to assets in Russia being hunted down. The Department of Justice has said in the past that Hansen's espionage was one of the worst intelligence disasters in the country's history. Hansen was ultimately sentenced to life in prison without parole in May of 2000. 2002 after pleading guilty to 15 counts of espionage in new york i'm dan schwartzman
3: bloomberg radio global news 24 hours a day powered by more than 2700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries uh, michael barr and this is bloomberg nathan thank you michael
4: Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Good morning, John Stanshauer. Good morning, Nathan. The Vegas Golden Knights, born in 2017, made it to the Stanley Cup final in their first season, now back five years later in Vegas. Two wins from hoisting the cup after beating Florida 5-2 in the series opener, a 7-2 out of the Panthers, who, while seated eighth, had been dominant in the East. They came into the series having won 11 of their last 12 games, led by the play of their goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky, but he got benched last night. Game three is Thursday. In South Florida, 60-year-old Greg Cronin, who's been coaching hockey for 36 years, has got his first NHL head coaching job with Anaheim. It's been a month since the Rangers started looking for a new coach. Still no hire. No word yet on Aaron Judge's big toe. Yankees holding their breath that it's not broken. Yanks home tonight for the White Sox. Mets are in Atlanta. Coco Goff's into the quarterfinals of the French Open, and tomorrow she'll play the top seed of defending champ Iga Swiatek, who beat Gauff in last year's final in
1: Paris. I mean, honestly, since last year, I've been wanting to play her on, especially at this tournament. I've... I knew, I figured that it was going to happen because I figured I was going to do well and she was going to do well. Didn't know what side of the draw we were going to be on, obviously. Um, But I'm the type of mentality, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best.
4: Novak Djokovic and the men's top seed Carlos Alcaraz both have their quarterfinal matches today. The NFL has made it known they are coming down hard on players caught. Gambling. Calvin Ridley just sat out an entire season. Five other players just recently suspended. And now word that Isaiah Rogers, a cornerback for Indianapolis, has admitted that he's being investigated and he reportedly placed hundreds of bets, including some on his own team. Rogers started half of the Colts games last season. John Stash, Edward, Bloomberg Sports.
5: Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's
0: S-T-I-F-E-L.com.
2: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and
0: NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.
3: From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on
2: Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. It has been a few years coming, but Apple is betting that the future of computing is going to be in your face, or actually more like on it. The iPhone maker has unveiled its long-awaited mixed reality headset, the Vision Pro, at an eye-popping starting price of $3,499. Dan Ives is with us now, Managing Director, Senior Equity Analyst at Wedbush Securities. Dan, it's always great to speak with you. I saw your note after the unveil at the WWDC in Cupertino. You're calling this a flex-the-muscles moment for Tim Cook & Company. Tell me more about what you mean.
5: Yeah, I mean, Nathan, if you looked, in the last decade, this is probably the most revolutionary product they've come out with. And I think for Apple, this is really the, the evolution in terms of where it's going, not just on AR, VR, but this is essentially the start of what's going to be a developer community focused more and more on AI, mixed reality. And I view it as a flex the muscles moment as Apple's just showing their strength.
2: Although we have seen other entrants into this space, we've got Meta's uh, Oculus Quest headset comes to mind as well. And it's at a much, much lower price point than this Vision Pro. What is Apple, in your view, going to do differently uh, that competitors haven't done already?
5: Sure. Look, it's a great question. I'd say it's really there's two billion. 2 billion iOS devices. That's the difference with the golden install base of Cupertino. That's what Cook and Apple bring. You look at Meta, I mean, they've essentially struck out in terms of their, you know, mixed reality and, and AR vision. And I think everyone's been waiting for Apple because that's why they've had that golden touch. If you look at the last decade, especially because of their ability to further penetrate. And this right now, is all about the developer community first, then the thousands and thousands of apps and use cases. And I believe ultimately this is something two years out we will have, you know, north of a million units sold.
2: I take your point about the focus on the developer community, but is that golden consumer base uh, that does really love the iPhone, are they willing to pay more than twice as much for this headset as they do for their iPhones now?
5: Sure. And I think initially, you're going to have limited sales, and we think 150,000 units coming out. To consumers, it's really year two, year three, because I think in the next two or three years, this price gets cut in half. I mean, we'll probably be looking at something like 1500 for this, and that's what Apple does. It's carrot-in-the-stick approach. That's the DNA of Cupertino, which is why the company you is know, yet again on a $3 trillion market cap.
2: Tell me a little bit more about how you think Apple's going to focus on the developer space. Obviously, you've been covering tech for quite some time here. You know the ins and outs of uh, how the development community uh, can sink its teeth into a product like this. What's the use case that you see for developers getting in uh, at the early stages?
5: Yeah, use case first is going to be gaming. And then you're going to see more fitness, health. You're going to see a lot more around You know, ultimately theater, sports. You saw the Disney relationship that they talked about. And I think it's the start of what's going to be a broader AI strategy for Apple. Because right now, there's a Game of Thrones battle going on for developers between Google, Microsoft, Apple. But no one else has what Apple has. And that's why Cook, you know, decided to roll this out after seven years in the labs of Cupertino.
2: I heard you mention that you think they're going to sell 150,000 units in the first year. I think I saw Apple saying that it could sell 900,000 uh, in the early stages. Talk to me a little bit about the outlook. Is Apple being a little bit too rosy here?
5: Yeah, look, I think ultimately year two, we're probably looking north of a million units. I think year one is something where, you know, this is typically not an Apple that's going to be optimistic in this. So the fact that they're... You know, I think coming out of the gates firing on all cylinders is positive because ultimately it shows what they believe is going to be the overall demand. I think the technology blew away in terms of, you know, what they've ultimately come out here with. And I think it just shows that when it comes to technology innovation, the highest standard there is, is is what we see coming out of Cupertino.
2: About 30 seconds left here, Dan. Do you see headsets supplanting PCs down the line. Is this going to be the game change technology? Well, I do
5: believe we're going to look back five, seven years ahead at this as an reflection point, but I believe where it ultimately goes, these are going to be like sunglasses two, three years now. It's not going to be a headset. That's, That's going to be ultimately version 3, version 4, and that will start to ultimately take away from PCs. That's where this is all going, and we believe eventually to the Apple Car 2026.
2: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond.